Yo, what's going on, everyone? It's Brian and Jim here. We're drinking beer and play a game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to episode 96, last upload for the year. We'll be putting this in right before New Year's Eve. So, yeah. so right off the bat, I hope you all have a safe and happy New Year's. I'm sure, I think most of you probably won't be doing much. Um, but either way, make sure you stay safe. Uh, Drink plenty of alcohol, if you're of age, of course. And damn it, Jim, we were so close to hitting 100 before the end of the year. We, If we started, I think if we started doing these weekly right at January, we would have hit it, but ah, well, we did pretty good. We started the year in the 50s. It was 55, because I actually looked at it. Um, so that's pretty damn good. Like considering what our, what our frequency was prior to this year. Oh yeah. We definitely upped it. And I think if we've missed any weeks, I don't even know if we've missed full weeks. We might have missed by a couple days, but I'm pretty sure we've gotten it out every week. Yeah. Since COVID started. Uh, yeah, we pretty much hit almost every week yeah. where we doubled up if we like missed it by a day or two, something like that. Yeah. And you know, it's, uh. A trend we definitely want to continue, but... Um, no, we will. That's quitter talk. No, no, no. I'm saying... Uh, but the other trend that we've really upped this year was our guest. Because uh, we we really... I think prior... Last year was the first year we had any guest with our buddy Trav. Um, and... Well, two years ago we had... I think it was just when Dan came over. And then Dan, after that, yep. we had, like, Travis and G, G yeah. and uh, Stereos and a couple others. Yeah. But this year, we started off strong. And I know you got the list. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, before, let's, let, let's hear. Before we go any further, I have to give a big thank you to all of our guests this year, including Blade Blur, Nerdy Nick, Vito Giswaldi, SNES Trunks, two appearances, Thought Cops was Wick, Console Wars, both Dan and Pat this time, Izzy Nobre, Pam from Cannot Be Tamed, Ken Bone, Hannah <laughs> Goody from Naked Brewing, and of course, Trav the Nest Friend. Yeah, yeah, we really, really appreciate it, everyone. Cheers to all you. Can't wait to have a lot of you back on again, and uh, can't wait to have a lot of other guests that we're potentially looking at right now. Yep. So it's going to be Things are in the works. Year. And also got to give a quick shout out to people who had us on their shows, so... We were on episode 162 of Thought Cops, so if you want to look that up, we're out on there. We were on Drunk Friend, episode 27, which is SNES Drunk and NES Friends show, so we're to episode 27 of that. And two appearances with Console Wars on their channel. Did a little cameo in their Menace Server Super Scope episode. We had like one, two comments that were like, who are these guys? And then the rest was like, oh my god, Greg's here. So, <laughs> completely overshadowed with good meaning. And we were on their uh, live stream on the May 27th. So if you look that up, then you can see where we all got ridiculously drunk together doing an actual power hour. Jim, I forgot. One thing I regret about when we did shoot the thing for Console Wars is I didn't You didn't push me over the, more? No, no. I didn't release that footage, the behind the scenes of all the pushing. Do you still I have did it? To you. I don't know. I got to double check. I hope I do. But if I... But, uh... Yeah. We... We, we were going back and forth with Dan, and I was like, don't worry, I can do a lot of takes with Jim being pushed off the chair. <laughs> yeah, Dan's like, are you sure? I mean, it looks like, 
And what did he didn't he say like afterwards? He was like, "Man, you really pushed him a lot." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "You guys did a lot of takes." I was like, "Sure did, sure as fuck did." Some perfectionist <laughs> over here, Jim. They don't call me Brian, Mister Perfect Quinn for nothing. <laughs> no one calls you that, <laughs> but they should. And don't you pricks in the comments start either, <laughs> Jim? If I had a piece of gum, I'd spit in the air and smack it towards you, even though you're not here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you can hit my blinds behind me. So for people on the YouTube feed, yeah, my house is kind of a mess right now, and especially my basement. So I'm doing this in my dining room. Yeah. Good old Christmas time. Yeah, I got a bunch of giant boxes and shit behind me. I've been assembling all week and a week before, so yeah. Um, Jim, speaking of Christmas, are you enjoying any Christmas beers right now? I actually am. Funny you should ask. So I had some of these when I had uh, Trav on. I am having the Merry Monkey from Victory. A good old friends at Victory. So a Belgian-style ale with cranberry, orange peel, cinnamon, and nutmeg. 10% Wait, alcohol. What is it called again? Some Merry Monkey. Merry Monkey. I saw those. Uh, what are you thinking of it so far? Does it taste like Golden Monkey, just with, like, or is it completely different? Um, it isn't, like, as intensely boozy as Golden Monkey is. So imagine, like, a little bit more tame of a Golden Monkey with, you know, a lot more, like, the fruitier stuff that they put in here. So, but it's not, like, overly fruity either, and the cinnamon and nutmeg isn't overpowering either. It's, like, a nice balance, but it's, like, hard to pinpoint exactly what it is. So, is it... It's, like, just, like, a nice, heavy winter ale. How does it stack up against Mad Elf? And I know it might be early to ask, but you've already had at least a couple, right? Yeah, no, I've had a few. No, it's good. I, I mean, I still prefer Mad Elf, but... If you like, if Mad Elf's a little too intense for you, this might be a good way to go. Okay. And Still it's 10%. 10% alcohol, so it's gonna <laughs> fuck you up. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I'm also staying PA local, and one I got for Christmas, but didn't end up breaking it out because I did too much whiskey and bourbon. Um, I am drinking the Trogues Double Blizzard. Go so, on. if you've ever had their Blizzard Ale, it's uh, basically a double version. And it's 8.3% hazy gold. Uh, ooh. <clears throat> Uh-oh. Here it comes. <clears throat> let, me, let me bring my bit back. <laughs> uh, this is Blizzard of Hops turned up to 11. Get it? Get it, Jim? Turned up to 11? Because it's higher than 10. <laughs> for Double Blizzard, we use a cooler temperature for the Kettle Hop Edition, softening the character of the Centennial, Chinook, and El Dorado. On the cold side, we dry hop with 4 pounds per barrel at Chinook and Galaxy. At 8.3%, we're into semi-hazy double IPA territory, and we like it here. We taste huge citrus and pineapple notes and soft pine. Um, it's not like the camera might be making it look a little more hazy. It is hazy, but it's not as hazy as like what a lot of people consider hazy IPAs. It is pretty damn good. And I definitely taste pineapple. So, uh, for a double IPA, it's one of the more less bitter, less piney than, than you're going to see from a lot of them. So, ah, yeah, pretty damn good. Did you try this one yet? No, I never had that one. Hmm. I highly recommend it. Cool. And before we get going, I have to address something real quick, especially for those watching the video feed. Mm -hmm. So we are wearing shirts with our logos on it. Oh, yes. <laughs> so people are probably looking at us right now and going, what the fuck is this? So we went to our merch store. We were like, all right, let's try these shirts out and see how they actually turned out. So this is an idea of what to expect. 
Small logo on the back. Big logo. Wait. Small logo, logo front. Big logo back. Yeah. Me so, words good. So we have the Teespring link below. If you've ever looked it up, we have stickers. We have cell phone holders. We have shirts. Jim and I have just been super, like, not on the ball with that. Like, I set it up, was on a roll, and I was like, oh, we'll get samples. And then just didn't. Yeah. Um, so there's different cuts. Like, Jim has more of the, like, regular T-shirt cut, if you will. And, uh, yeah, like, I noticed when I washed that one, the the label, it started to flake a tiny bit. This one is a little, flakage, pre- little faded. This one's like the premium tee, so it's like a little bit more elastic. The it didn't flake as much, but just like Jim, yeah, I got the big ass thing on the back. Um, yeah, I mean, we have them in a bunch of different colors. We're just gonna analyze and see if we definitely want to stick with these because we we're like. Gonna, we're the gonna company. try a few more washes, so we'll let you guys know. No one's yeah. bought anything yet, so <laughs> that's popular. Well, that's the thing is we want to make sure they're decent quality before we say hey go go you know buy these we don't want to just have you guys get something and it turns out to be shitty and we're not <laughs> trying to shit on teespring right <laughs> we probably should have thought of that before i updated all 900 goddamn uploads of ours with links to the goddamn teespring store <laughs> no it's okay because you know even if we don't stick with t-shirts we, there's other things that are fine from there but yes we will in the next year um look a lot more into that and different designs we have some ideas for t-shirts that will be more limited run versus just always available and uh yeah some of them are going to be very interesting so stay tuned for that fomo 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 buy our shit because of fomo <laughs> who destiny <laughs> Get her to Jim, do your only fans like her <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i'd be successful or would i would it, what, would it make you happier or more or more unnerved if you were more popular? <laughs> oh, happier. I'm number one. I'm number one. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. Right, look, you're, you're talking to a guy here who never won a trophy in sports, all right? I got to take my victories where I can get them. You did sports? <laughs> you see what I did there? Oh, I see what you fucking did. Jim, I joked a joke. No, oh, there's a joke there. I'm sure there's a, a lot of joke intent behind it. <laughs> Love you, Jay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Moving on. What have you been playing, you bastard? Um. So as I said the last time we met, I did get Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So I was able to. I I was so I don't know if you've gotten any new games, Jim, but like a lot of them now, they'll have like it's Xbox One and Xbox Series X compatible. So they only sell one disc. There's no longer. It's not like two different versions you buy. So I kept putting the disc in, and it wasn't reading for a while. And I was like, oh, tell me there's, like, some fucking issue. I was reading online. For some reason, I had to do, like, a full hard reset to my system for it to, like, be able to read it. Really? It works. Um, So I've been playing that. I uh, uh, State of DK2, which I was streaming earlier today. Mm -hmm. Um, And outside of that... Just some, just a lot of Call of Duty, and god damn it, from last time we talked, I did have some really ridiculous clips. That I think you'd get really mad at a few wins did. that I pulled out of my butt. Um, that you would say, Jesus Christ, taking the Lord's name in vain, like you always do. So the usual, God, God <laughs> damn, cry over here. Yeah, but I also, Jim, I decided to turn on a, a game. Oh, good game you've talked about a lot. What game do you think that is? Rocket League. Yep. Oh, okay. So my first game, 
I scored three goals. My second game, I scored five. And they were pretty damn ridiculous wins. And I, I wanted to send you some of the goals because I knew you'd get quite mad. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's bullshittery afoot in that game no matter what. I've had my fair share, so I can't be mad at that. And also, like, I think it's when you hit, like, level 10 as a player or something like that. It just, like, boots you out of, like, the kids section. And mm-hmm. then, like, you're basically with, like, the whole, like, gamut of players out there. Like, I think they do a decent job of keeping you with, like, newbies for a little bit. And then they just, like, throw you to the wolves. So, if you keep at it, you might see, like, a spike. So here's what I wanted to ask you. Maybe we'll get we'll hit on it a little bit later. Um, so you really, really, really love that game. Yeah, I haven't touched it in a long time, but like when I do, I always have fun. When you did play it, were you playing with randos or were you playing with uh, like friends? Most of the time, it's with randos. Sometimes with friends. Interesting. So okay, maybe I need to put more time into it. Like, it's not bad, but. I feel like if you have really goofy teammates, the games can go super long, and when they don't know how to juggle the ball right, it's just like you're constantly just riding the walls. Yeah, kind of. Interesting. We're okay. trying. To, we're trying to learn how to like anticipate where the ball's going to wind up, so you can like set up one timers or shit like mm-hmm. that, or be there for the rebound, or even just stay back defensively and stuff like that. So it's a little gotcha. bit of strategy. Strategy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to play it together because I, I, I want to. I'm trying to give it a fair shake. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I mean, there's tons of people who don't like it too. So, there's tons of people that don't like a lot of things. Yep. All right. So, what about you, Chambers? What you been playing? I didn't really play Dick for shit this whole week. Um, Dick for shit. Put a little bit. <laughs> put a little bit of time in the. Did a little more Strikey Sisters because it's pick up and play. Randomly uh, picked up, played some Atari games just to turn my brain off for a bit. Jim. Jim. I know. Jim. Jim. I had like a half you hour. Have, I'm not booting up a new game for only a half hour. But you have a Switch filled to the brim with turn off your brain games. Right. Do you really need to go to the Atari? You have your stupid little pocket thing that plays Super Mario Brothers. At this point, you could probably turn your brain off with that because you've played it so much. Like, you didn't need to go back and do Atari. Oh, not until I get to level eight. Oh, boy. Ah, damn it, Jim. But it's been a while, so I figured let me give it a go. So play a little Atari. But besides that, I didn't really delve deep into anything. Gotcha. Fucking Atari, Jim. Holiday season, Brian. Makes it tough. <sighs> I, okay. So, Jim, what do we have from our awesome Patreons? Patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game where for as little as $2 a month, you can ask a question and we'll answer on each and every single one of these Power Hour podcasts. So... First up from Gamer Astral, our favorite Christmas present ever. His was a Super Nintendo with Mario Paint back in '92. Ooh, damn. Um, I'm probably going the one that was the most like I can remember being legit excited for. I was really young. I don't know six or whatever, and my parents got me like my Huffy bike. It was gray and black. It was out in a driveway, and I remember just, like, that was a big thing. Because the same way I felt when I was able to get my permit and start driving and stuff, like, that was the next step to freedom and going out further than where I was. So that was one I just remember being, like, balls excited for. Yeah, I think I touched on this when Trav was on, but the X-Men Blackbird jet toy. My God, was that everything. It 
You can do it as a full-on jet. You can break it off into three pieces. One's like a little car. One's a glider that you can shoot guys out of. And one's like a command center with these big-ass bazookas you can shoot missiles with. Like, I was so goddamn excited for that friggin' toy. And, like, the X-Men animated series was, like, everything back then. Along with Power Rangers and Batman. So, like, as far as, like, just straight-up toys goes, that was the shit for me. And then, I guess to keep it gaming, too, I gotta go with... It must have been Christmas of 2000 or maybe 2001 when I got Jet Force Gemini and No Mercy together. Hmm. Interesting. Do you still have the X-Men thing? It is in my parents somewhere in a box. You need to get that, Jeff. I do need to get that. <laughs> I want Every time I bring it up, I'm like, I need to go home and look through the attic. <laughs> That's your goal for the next podcast. Go do that and go get bit by a spider again. <laughs> it was so worth it. <laughs> All that time to put into Battle Masters. Listen, we are going to replay Battle Masters and film it and get a legit use out of that. It won't will not have been in vain. Well, that's good. My my beautiful <laughs> looks were ruined for nothing. <laughs> I think it gave you character. Oh, it gave me character, all right. I have character <laughs> for days. And last up from Eric Lowacki, not a lot of questions. Holiday season. People are busy. When they don't like us. Damn it, Jeff. What piece of media, game, movie, etc., getting delayed this year most annoyed you? Not because I actually wanted it to come out or cared, but Cyberpunk, the amount of people complaining about it and the amount of media attention it got, it was just annoying to see that much. I didn't have any game that I was like looking forward to this year or any time that got delayed so much that ever bothered me. But this year, oh my God, the Cyberpunk stuff... Uh, it's it was a bit much. Yeah, I'm the wrong guy to ask this question for it because I'm late on everything. So, yeah, I mean, nothing really bothered me that it got delayed. I didn't care about any movies that got delayed. I didn't care about any games that got delayed because I think I've only bought a handful of new games anyway. I was maybe uh, Did, was Streets of Four Streets of Rage Four delayed? Not really. Okay. Like yeah, it took it took to a while for the physical release to come out. Like, limited run... You know what? I guess if I had to say something like limited run games' releases in general this year, where, like, they they take long normally, but they took way longer than usual. And, like, I guess I wouldn't be so annoyed by it, but, like, limited run also just, like, they picked the worst time in the world. They just opened up, like, a physical store in Arizona or something. And, like, they always distribute certain games to Best Buy, and it seems like... They'll delay some stock in order to, like, have enough for Best Buy 2 before, like, sending it out to the people who pre-ordered. And there's, like, the other companies out there, like, Special Reserve or... I mean, there's a thousand of these companies. But, like, they all seem to get their games out quicker, so... Jim, you mean you weren't so upset about the uh, delays with... Fuck, what is it called? The uh, console we're making fun of with the different... um, With the the Polymega? Yeah. Bah! That gave us content. (laughs) <laughs> that, the VCS, Cyberpunk, content for days. Their loss is our gain, <laughs> goddammit. But, jam. <laughs> what? I didn't kind of pre-order that shit. Not my problem. But I thought you kind of wanted it before you realized how expensive it was and all the issues. I still wouldn't mind to get the just like the base model that just plays the CDs. Like, yeah. I don't need the, the extra modules. But, like, if the base model wasn't so expensive, I probably still would go for it. But... I think since I didn't pre-order it, I'd have to spend like at least 350 bucks now. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Ooh, I got something interesting to ask you. Yeah. Is there any 
franchise or single single game that's a sequel to a game you really loved that would be enough right now for you to want to go out and get a new console for any of the new consoles so so it doesn't matter if it's a new con even if it's one or of just like an old one that I- yeah like if there was a franchise or game like you say you love like rogue squadron or maybe it's in our streets of rage like is yeah. there something that would be a driving force enough like i've mentioned uh resident evil remake was enough and and, and yeah that coming on gamecube was enough for me to want to get the gamecube so it, it, do you have any games like that that you think would drive you enough? nothing off the top of my head just because at this point i have so much now that anything that i really ever wanted to get i pretty much have at this point so, like, you're talking shit, like, for a reason to get a console. Like, there's nothing out there that would make me, like, be like, oh, like, I every once in a while I'll look for local listings. Like, because I would like to have a 3DO one day just for the handful mm-hmm. of games I want for it or, like, a Jaguar. But mm-hmm. for the prices they're going for right now, it's not remotely worth it at all. I, I, I guess the closest I would say would be, like, to get a Vita. Because I really want to play Army Corps of Hell, which is kind of, like... A darker version of Pikmin, and that just like always interested me. But like Vitas are not cheap, and mm. like you have to eBay everything because no one has the games anymore. So gotcha. Yeah, so I'd, I'd probably say like a Vita and the couple games on there that I'd like to pick up. Jim, what if a console came out and it was going to be a full fledged GTA style version of Falling Down? Oh well, sign me up. <laughs> it's only available for like this one console. The sandwich doesn't look like this. Does this look like that? <laughs> now you're gonna I just die. Want to get home st- to my family. Now you're gonna die wearing that stupid hat. <laughs> now, great questions. Uh, thank you guys, and once again to all of our patrons, especially. Really hope you have a you know happy holidays, happy new year, and thank you so much for supporting us. It really does mean the world to us. So, cheers to you guys. Yep. Cheers, guys. Let's finish off this goddamn year and hope for way better in 2021. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's pretty safe to say everyone, the worldwide, has had a complete shit year. Um, and hopefully, I think things will get better. You know, I'm trying you know? to knock on wood. Like I, I saw a know. meme that was like 2020, or like December 31st, 2020. And then when it was like the, the face of the guy who's like, yeah, and then disappointed face. Mm-hmm. And then it said, like, what do you call it? 2020 prestige level one for January 1st. <laughs> yep. I, uh. Everyone's like, oh, I can't wait for next year. It'll be better. It's like, you know. I mean, I think if you slow roll, if your expectations are, like, I think too many people have that same hope, like, when you do New Year's resolution, like, the year is going to turn to January 1st. It's like, things are better. And it's like, might take a little bit longer i think we a good a good spot to aim for is like july by july hopefully everything is back to normal as normal as it can be let's put it that way right fate is what you make unless the government shuts everything down with no support jim the real question is let's say the vaccines let's say reasonably vaccines get distributed to everyone by july ish I'm keeping that timeline from things I've heard. Um, Assuming if too many games still comes around in September. Get that needle, shoot it into my dick. Ready to party. (laughs) Jim, you're going to be passed out before the party begins. That's goddamn right. So is everyone else because everyone's going to go hard. Yeah, this is true. 
No, that is... Uh, I won't be the fool for once. I'll be the trendsetter. I don't know about that, Jim. Trendsetter, Brian. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is one of the things we, we talked about, and it's not... You know, there's a million other hardships, but just the fact that we did enjoy the last too many games we went to, again, to meet some of you guys, and really hoping to get to meet more of you, that's one of the things we look forward to, is being able to share a beer and just bullshit with you guys. So, hopefully we can get there. Yep, the ultimate first world problem. But it would be nice. <laughs> Jim, stop being so cynical. We can all just say we have... It's shitty. That's why I, I prefaced it by saying other people had it worse. <laughs> okay, fair. Like a yes, <laughs> like a pro. That's right. All right, so... Uh, ooh, this is going to be very interesting. You threw up here our game of the years. Uh, I guess it's no secret you and I haven't played a ton of brand new games. Nope. Are we keeping this... We're at least trying to keep it to games that came out this year. Or are we just talking about games we've played this year? Um, I'm, we can start. We'll each pick like one game that's like that came out this year, and then like we can keep it to like relatively new games because like I played a decent amount of like newish stuff, but it was like mainly yeah. stuff that came out in like the last two years, shit like that. Okay. So let me. So why don't you go first? Why don't you talk about some of the games that you? All right, well, my game of the year is obviously Streets of Rage 4 because I haven't shut up about it. I haven't stopped playing it. I absolutely love it. Um, I enjoyed Call of Duty a lot. Call mm-hmm. This year is a lot of fun because it's like the slower-paced, old-school, more, you know, the Black Ops kind of gameplay, which I always preferred. So I do like this Call of Duty a lot. Um, and then, like, I've just been playing a fuckload of, like, random indie games, so... Like, as far as, like, the major big releases go, I haven't had really that many. But, like, for, like, newish games that, like, I finally got around to playing, like, I finally got around to Blazing Chrome, which I think only came out last year. And that's the, uh, like, the Contra 3 love love letter. And Mm -hmm. it's great. Like, if you like Contra, if you like Contra 3 especially, pick it up. You won't be disappointed. Um, I played, I finally got around to Celeste. Didn't beat it, but, like, you know, it's in that super meat boy vein of, Really hard, really tricky, but, you know, you have every chance to beat the levels. So, fantastic platformer there. Um, more new stuff. Uh, I mean, I've been trying to get through Crash uh, Nitro Refueled, and holy <laughs> shit is it hard. But it's a really well-made game, and it gives you that old-school, you know, that Crash Team Racing vibe from 20 years ago. But, you know, for today's audience. So, yeah, those are probably, like, some of, like, the most... Uh, like newer games. Oh, and of course, Waifu Uncovered because Booby Shmup. <sighs> Damn it, Jim! I put I so much. I put so much more time into that game than I ever expected. <laughs> don't I was like, admit that out loud. I was like, I'll, I'll play this for some, you know, see some, see some, uh, see some, unlock some boobage, and you know, have a little bit of a laugh with myself. And then I was like, oh shit, this game's actually hard if you try. <laughs> Not the Jim. only thing, Jim. <laughs> don't you dare. Um, I don't know if I can pick a single game from this year because I'm trying to remember. So going through the ones that I definitely know came out this year. I thought you were just going to say Doom. Well, Doom Eternal is an amazing, amazing game. Um, I know you, when you first played that 2016 Doom, like you loved the shit out of it. But have you ever actually gone back to it? No. So that's the problem. Like, I went back uh, with Doom Eternal and unlocked that, like, specialty gun by doing the specialty things. 
And since then, I haven't gone back, and I don't really have a desire. Same with the original Doom. It's like one of those games where I play through once. Really amazing. I don't know if I'm going back to it. So that's why I kind of struggle saying a game in a year for me. Um, but it is still one of the – it's better than the 2016 Doom, and it is probably – for a single-player campaign-style game, that is the best FPS of the decade. I'll say that. Um, Resident Evil 3 Remake, that was very underrated and hated for the wrong reasons. The fact that it's shorter was something that I did go back and play through it on every difficulty level because it was fun, and it had that same horror elements from Resident Evil 2, but plenty of action like the original Resident Evil 3. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I'm only like three hours in, so I can't give an impression other than I don't have a ton of experience with Assassin's Creed's game. I, I kind of think most of those are overrated, but this one is interesting. I do have my issues with it. I'm writing up because I may do a little review on it. Um, so it's just too early for me to say anything. Um, new games. Oh, Streets of Rage 4, obviously. Best beat em up I've played this year. Uh, it is really fun. Um, I still think I'm a little disappointed by the soundtrack of it. For as much as I've played it, the soundtrack still has not gripped me. Like no. there's a, there's a couple songs that I'm like, yeah, this is pretty good, but like it doesn't compare to the old one. Still, the problem is one and two spoiled the shit out of us, and we had that expectation. And three came along and shit it out. And then four. Yeah, you know, as Jim would say, it's fine. It gets the job done. I was actually just about to say that. It's fine. <laughs> um, but you know what? If I'm being a little goofy and I'm throwing out a game that has captured uh, people in a different way, I know it's not from this year, but it got popularized among us. Oh, yeah. Like that... I don't still play it, but when I did play it, I played it a lot. And I'll tell you, like, I've never been as invested in a mobile game. Um, I think for, like, the general YouTube community, that's, like, the game of the year almost. Like, for streamers and for, like, a lot like, those that surprise freaking lockdown hit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, I always see that, Last of Us 2, and Hades being thrown around. I do want to get around to Hades. And I've never played Hades or Last of Us 2, so I can't give any opinions on it uh they both look good for different reasons but among us the fact that it's free the fact that it is like it it, it, it's bringing me to a different point that i want to get to as soon as we're done talking about the game in the years but i mean from the games i've spoke of oh shit when did hellblade come out oh that was a couple years ago because i did one or two years ago something like that shit yeah i played that and i really that would have been my game of the year but so I guess from what I've played, uh, I guess I will have to kind of do what you said. I, I'll probably go Doom Eternal with the hopes of Assassin's Creed Valhalla being better. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. So, Jim, one thing I did want to say, unless you had anything else to talk about Game of the Year. Nah, not really. <clears throat> I realized with Among Us, there's nothing actually fun about the tasks or gameplay you do within it it's all about the social interactions the outsmarting of other people correct um when does a game like i I might get chastised for saying this but something like tetris is it it's not that that gameplay is fun but it's addictive 
and you and the reason it's addictive is because it's a simple in theory a simple puzzle that you always just have that drive of feeling like I can do better on my next run. Right. Like it's not even like anything like oh I'm learning more mechanics that I can use because like really the learning curve in Tetris is fairly small. It's just a matter of your quick wits over time. Um, I realized this more because I started playing that Demon's Tilt the one day just to see if I could get a higher score than you, <laughs> which I did. As you tend to do, yes. Um, and I got the same feeling with that game. What kept bringing me back and trying it even after I beat your score was I just think I could do better this time. Right. Like that, it, but it wasn't like I was actively – is it weird to say like my drive to get a high score wasn't necessarily necessitated by having fun with it. I was just a challenge. You know what I mean? Right. I see what you mean. It's so like, like it's like it's like doing heroin. You're trying to chase that dragon, Bri. Um, I've never done heroin, so I don't know. Neither have I, but you know, you hear things. You think you hear things in passing. <laughs> but no no no. I'm saying like when does when can you knowingly tell a difference between a game that you're just addicted to or a game that you're actually enjoying having fun with? Like we've talked about many games that people grind out or these YouTubers. Like if you've ever watched a Twitch or a YouTube live person stream speedruns or do like in ridiculously well in multiplayer games, they don't even look like they're having fun. It looks like they're doing a job. Like it gets past the point of having fun anymore. For a lot of them it is their job though too. I, but that's what I'm saying. So like, like if you I look at a guy like Wings of Redemption, who's like one of the more infamous ones, like there, that Frederick Crunson guy did a two-hour fantastic documentary on him, and basically like you can see like even he's like started to have like emotional breakdowns midstream. Going, I don't even like playing this shit, but it's the only thing that gets me money. Like yeah, it became his job. Yeah. So there's definitely that grind to it. Like it's like anything else. Like if you make a job out of your hobby, then it's not your hobby anymore. So you're not gonna probably enjoy it as much. Or maybe you but, do, and you just had, you know, you won the lottery, basically. But what do you prefer? And I, 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 I structured this because I noticed, like you said, you like a lot of games. You turn off your brain, you're just playing. Right. Do you just like chasing the high score, or is it about actually having fun? Like, do you look for more the accomplishment of like you? You love River Raid. It's a very simplistic game. Right. You go left and right. You avoid things and shoot. The gameplay is very limited, but. Do you love it because now you're at a point where you just want to keep trying to get the highest score? like, Or, like, do you get what I'm trying to say? No, I, I know what you're saying. Um, it definitely comes down to, and River Raid's a good example, like, I have to be having fun while I'm doing it. Because, like, I, I can grind in a game. Like, even when I had my little stint with RPGs, I had way more fun grinding levels or grinding battles than I ever did, like, progressing the actual story. Shit like that. Hmm. But I'm weird. So, like, when it comes to, like, a game like River Raid, like, it's not a thing, like, I go through spurts where, like, I play the shit out of it, and then I don't touch it for, like, a year or two. Or, like, I'll just randomly be sitting there, and, like, I have it on my phone, I have it on my Switch, I have it on everything. So, like, I can just pick it up. It's, like, a perfect pick-up-and-play game. But after a couple rounds, I'm like, oh, I have my fill. Like, that's almost one I don't, like, care about getting a high score. It'll just be nice to get, like, a score that I can go, oh, that was decent. That kind of deal. So... I don't know. It's weird because, like, like say, like, Tetris 99, which I still haven't beaten. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, to me, at this point, like, it's a lot of fun. But the need to just finally, like, hit one is, like... That's overtaking. You're, like, actually just enjoying the mechanics of right. the game. It's overtaking. The, like, I could boot up Mario 35 and just have fun and not really care how I end up. 
hope for the best, but not really worry about it. Whereas with Tetris 99, I'm just like, fuck, just give me a win for once. <laughs> so, like, that, like, that, like, anxiety over me is, like, taking the fun out of it. So, like, I don't even touch it as much as I was before. Yeah, and this and this was all driven because, like I said, I talked about Among Us. Yeah, you don't have fun doing those stupid tasks. You don't like your anxiety is so high because you just want to survive, or if you're a killer, to kill them all. Um, and it's like, it's like, yeah, I don't know if fun's the right word. I feel like there's whenever you initiate that competitive switch, like, is it even possible to truly have as much fun if you're if you're in real competition? Like, if you've ever done a fighting game by yourself, you're having fun going through the campaign. Right. If you're fighting your buddy... Now, if it's someone that's never played, you're having fun because you'll fuck around. Right. But if it's someone you're competitive with, like, if you know you want to beat me in it, you know you're just really focused on, I need to beat this motherfucker. I'm not trying to have fun. Okay. Here's here's a good example for that. So, fucking Tetris 6, back in my days of, like, when I was, like, trying to go for achievements. Mm -hmm. One achievement in Tetris 6 was just... Win an online battle, like normal mode, and in whatever the other mode was. Yeah. I would go online, and I got my ass <laughs> fucking wrecked. It took me, like, two goddamn hours to get, like, one win in the one mode. And I was like, oh, God, I gotta do this again. And, like, it's a game, like, I didn't care enough about, like... Like, I would never touch the online component again except for the achievements. Mm-hmm. So, like, I didn't care enough. So, I wasn't even having fun while I was doing it. I was like, just please give me a win. And then, like, the other mode, I think a guy, like, timed out and he just wasn't there anymore. But, like, the game didn't quit. So I was just like, oh, here's my win. And then, like, I never touched the online component again. So I think, like, the only way I can really, like, grind is if I'm having fun while doing the grind. Like, if I'm not having fun, I'm not the type to put myself through that. Gotcha. Because that's actually going to translate into our next topic when we talk about our plans for this year. No, no. Like you said, I just threw it out there because it was something I, I had been thinking about. It's like when can you always tell the difference between just kind of an addicting gameplay that's based on your need to compete or do better versus you're actually just having fun? Like when you play Streets of Rage, I'm sure it's just fun at this point. Oh, yeah. But now you may be starting to hit that level of you've played it so much. Now you're like, can I do it on the hardest level? Can I do But even that, that's then, where I'm at right not, now is actually like. Yeah. Like, I was grinding, trying to grind through the hardest level. I think I'm up to, like, the third or fourth level at this point. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, that's when I, like, kind of stopped going as hard. Because then I was like, okay, this is just turning into more work than fun. Yeah. Like, when I was, well, like, the second hardest level, it was like, this is really hard, but I'm still having enough progression. Where yeah. when I got the hardest, then I was just like, oh, fuck, man, this is annoying. And then I, like, moved to, like, arcade mode where it's, like, you know, a typical old school version where you just have, like, your set number of lives. You can gain more lives, but no continues. Yeah. So if you run out of lives, you're done. So like I was able to get through that on normal and I was like, okay, I'm good. So Well, and that's what kills me with games like Call of Duty. And this is the only time I can give legitimacy to the arguments of we covered it before, Twitch streamers and our people who were always bitched about like uh uh the rank, the actual weighted like matchmaking going against people your own skill level. Yeah. Because if you are going against randos, there can be chances you're gonna go against a bunch of shitty people. And you can just have fun. If you know you're only going against dudes that are like really good, you know you can't afford to dick around unless you don't care about dying or losing all the time. Right. With like, I want to try this gun. No, you know you need to use the best gun, the best attachments, the best perks. And then it becomes like, I don't want to just do that. Like, I want to be able to try out different things. So, yeah, that's 
kind of where that all came from. Yeah, interesting. But yeah, no, I definitely need to. If I'm not having fun while grinding, I'm not going to grind because I yeah. I have too much other shit to do and other games to play. That like, unless I'm having fun and really want to accomplish something, I'm not going to put that grind in. Yeah, no, for sure. So let us know in the comments below. What do you guys think? Do you prefer just pure fun gameplay? Or can you always tell the difference between an addictive and competitive or a fun gameplay? Yeah. So, Jim, next topic you wrote on here, our plans for next year. Sounded like you had a specific segue you wanted to hit off. Yeah, just a quick thing. Like a lot of shows do, you know, with uh, the little updates and the plans for the year coming up and shit like that. So, like, as people saw, like, the last, like, quarter of this year, last third quarter, like, I, like, put out a shitload of stuff just because, like, I had ideas in my head that I wanted to do. And I also wanted to, like, just try and give, like, one more try to, like, kickstart the algorithm with shit like that. Try to get, like, a little juice behind the page. Didn't really work. So, it's like, okay, it is what it is. So, I have an obligation. And the biggest obligation I have coming up is fucking Donkey Kong 64. Which is one, (laughs) like, we're gonna, like, I really want us to, like... Bang out the two easier reviews in January for the Patreon reviews. Yep. But any night that I was going to designate to like doing anything else for the site, I'm just going to be spending trying to plow through Donkey Kong 64. So, do you did you um do you ever use that site like how long to beat? Yeah, it's like 30 hours just to beat the story. How long or how far along in it are you? Uh, no, I'm like barely two hours in. Like oh shit! See, I thought you've already sunk like ten hours. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, I was playing it for a bit, and like it keeps getting me motion sick, and I kept getting like, <laughs> and it's not even like that great of a game, but I'm just like, I'm gonna blow. Jim, do you want me to beat it? You can't because you don't have an expansion pack. Just give me your expansion pack. No. Why? You're not gonna use it. I'm gonna use it to beat the goddamn game. So I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna beat it. Jim, you know if you gave it to me, it'd be done in like ten hours. You know if you do, it, it's gonna take fifty. Okay, goddamn 50 hours. I'll get it done. You know, I want I want somehow you to keep track of your time on that. Right. The way, the game the way you'll be able to keep track of it is when I give you all the footage and you can just add all the times together. Actually, that's that's very true. Yeah. So that's what we'll do. So we're going to compare Jim's time to the average how long to beat time. I'm sure I'll be over. <laughs> no, but yeah, we so yeah, Jim just, I'm just going to like say like expect like all the shit that I was throwing up there. That's basically going to come to a stop like i have a six pack or two i want to do but outside of that like it's like a lot of the other stuff's just going to be on the back burner until i get that done so yeah and you know i was semi-consistent with six packs jim took up a bunch um i can tell you aside from definitely doing a podcast every week jim and i talked we definitely we have to get these the Patreon ones out of the way. And speaking of, um, there's a couple of patrons who are in the five dollar tier or moved to the five dollar tier who didn't give us a game suggestion yet. So, so whenever <laughs> you want to, yeah, yeah, throw it our way. I keep track of that Patreon all the time. <laughs> Not like I want more obligations, but of course I would gladly do it for you guys. So definitely let us know. I yeah, want you to get. Us... I want you to get your money's worth out of us because no, we don't sure. deserve anything. So, um, but no, we want to we want to hit those up and then we you know call it spring cleaning, call it what you will. We know we want to go and hit up, finish off Mortal Kombat 11, as well as the other Mortal Kombat games. So, you know, Anthology, Shallow Monks, and Special Forces. We want to get every Mortal Kombat game we can get that done. And then our, our general goal 
whether we meet or not, is going to be like, let's do a review a week. You know, if we can get an emotion, that's kind of our, our thing. We've killed ourselves before, as Jim said, and just between family obligations and whatever, we prefer to do the reviews together. I have a lot of footage from horror games and things because I do the Twitch streaming. So I'm always like, oh, I, I'll just throw together and I'll probably fill in the gaps for times when Jim and I can't do it to keep that like weekly thing going. Um, but hopefully things calm down for Jim and I and the world and we can get back to the two person reviews because that's what we enjoyed. Like that was always a purpose. It wasn't like you do yours, I do mine. Right. So we want to get back to that. And yeah, the six packs. Those, you know, they they evolve because, one, I love making lists. Jim knows more than anything I love making lists. I try to save top tens for Jim and I because I like kind of the back and forth of coming up with the list. Whereas the six-pack, when it's just me, as you've seen, I don't do an order. I just throw out things. I have a lot of ideas for things I just find interesting. So I will be throwing those out there as well as you know, bars and video games and things of that nature. And once Corona calms down, we do have a few other interesting ideas for drinking games, drunken long plays, all that. And with Jim having Game Pass, we may be able to do some virtual drink, drunken long plays of some series. So yeah, lots of plans, lots of guests, I'll say, for the podcast, at least thought out before we get confirmation. So Yeah, podcast will be the most consistent thing, but we'll get other stuff out there. Yeah, but as well yeah, as it'll probably just be at a slower merch. rate, <laughs> slower rate for a bit than it's been. Yeah, yeah, but we really, really appreciate all of you sticking with us, supporting us, commenting. It means the world, and as you see, we always try and follow up with all of you, everyone. And like Jim said, if you're a Patreon, you got the five dollar tier. Let us know any game you want, whatever you want us to review. Yep, and check your goddamn messages when I send shit out. Knowledge, <laughs> damn it. Damn it, you just made me spell. Yeah. I need my bib. That's a callback. <laughs> All right, Jim. So coming to your favorite topic, maybe your favorite topic. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's turned into my favorite topic. <laughs> Why don't you explain it this time? Right. It's another good old-fashioned edition of Gamers Mad. So... <sighs> The gamer who got really mad this time was me. So, Fortnite, well, not Fortnite, Epic Games, they're starting to send out little care packages to their influencers. So, Greg Miller from Kind of Funny, from that page. So, I mean, I look at his avatar, and I hate him. He, so, he got this thing in the mail <sighs> called Free Fortnite. And you open it up. And he gets, like, a hoodie. He gets, like, a tablet almost-looking thing. And a little note there saying, Hi there. Fortnite was named the Samsung Galaxy Store Game of the Year for 2020. In celebration, we've teamed up with Samsung to send you a special box of hashtag free Fortnite gear. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> While Fortnite may not currently be available on the app or store, on the App Store or Google Play, you can still get the latest Fortnite updates directly from the Epic Games app on the Galaxy Store. Spread the word. Hashtag free Fortnite. Thank you, the Epic Game team. Can I ask a very dumb question? Yes. Um, 
So in the first sentence, they say it was named the Samsung Galaxy Store Game of the Year. Uh-huh. But it says it may not currently be available on the App Store or Google Play. So how can both those things be the same? I, or am I not thinking of it right? I guess that was what it was before it got pulled? Or it was still, like, so played? Maybe it's still the number one most played game even though you can't download it right now? Okay. Okay, maybe that's where I'm missing. I'm just... Uh, okay. Um, and we should mention, and the link is below, go to this tweet. Uh, the packaging that it was sent in is reminiscent of, like, an Apple-style white box. Oh, with a- oh Apple it's font. very not subtle. No, it, it's definitely... And even the logo is, like, the Fortnite llama with what looks like a bite out of it. So it's, like, the Apple logo with the different colors a llama or a bunny um, or whatever the fuck it is yeah it's not subtle here's the deal the guy that you mentioned is greg miller i can't tell is he saying like like ooh, that's a bad look or like i i can't tell uh, what let he me actually see. did he did he it's a blushing himself? it's a it's a flushing face yeah he didn't write anything underneath it so that's why I'm like, I don't know this guy, but as you said. Yeah, I don't know anything about him, but, like, I just look at his face and I go, I don't like this guy. So, like, and just the comments under it are just, they're gorgeous. So, you know, one guy's like, how's it feel to be worked by companies to do their promotion for them? Uh, you nice. know, some, like, all kinds of things just saying capitalism bad, but Fortnite's already free to play, question mark? Shit like that. And, yeah. you know, this guy... Like it's all basically things saying like this is basically like insufferable, and of course like I had a tweet I was just like I hate everything about this, and of course so do you v- hate Vito more made a good point did it or the reactions? It's just like the the balls to like act, to be the biggest game in the world still that I can't get over and try to play the small guy, like mm, like you're okay. saying free Fortnite. The only reason Fortnite's in the spot it's in is because you don't want to pay the fees. You want to have all the money. Yeah, and and here's the thing. Like Vito made a good point, and he's always a professional contrarian on Twitter anyway. But he was like, he's like, well, it is kind of bullshit that Apple and Google take thirty percent from little indie devs. If anything, this can help the business in general. It's like, God damn it, Vito, stop making good points. <laughs> so yeah, like I think in general, like it's not like the the lawsuit itself is bad, but it's just because it's Fortnite and Epic Games who have all the money in the world in their own stores and shit like that. Like, they're not doing it for the betterment of, like, anyone else but them. It'll trickle down and help everyone else. But let's not mince words and say that, you know, Epic Games is all of a sudden, like, you know, the champion of the little guy. Jim, are you trying to suggest that this is not the social fight of the century? (laughs) For civil rights, Jim? Are you trying to say that? Brian, what the fuck's his name? Ted Sweeney or something like that? He's he's basically the Rosa Parks of our time, if you think about it. (laughs) He did not uh, want to sit on the back of the bus of the App Store, Brian. This is... Um, so, and just the fact that they're sending out these little care packages to people. I'm like, yeah, go fuck yourself. I, once again, we've... I forget what we were talking about. It was one of the times we had the guest on. But the problem with this is the people who do this shit are the same people who've never been punched in the face. Like, they've never had repercussions for being cute or being too sarcastic. I, I'm a good fan of good sarcasm, good jokes, whatever. This is that, like, added layer of, like, it's the common shit poster, the sarcasm, and that is just taking it to a different level. 
And it's just like, you know, that's where we're at right now. I don't like it. It might make me sound old or whatever, crude. But, yeah, I'm with you. I think I don't like it. Um, I don't get the people's comments on this guy's Twitter. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not sure which one makes me more mad that they did it or these other people commenting. It's just a shit show. And it is something where I played Fortnite and I, we've even covered in the, the PUBG versus which is better, the PUBG or Fortnite. Right. I said Fortnite is a much better made game, but I still enjoyed PUBG because I don't like all the theatrics that that's in Fortnite, in game or outside of game now so it's yeah a, it's a billionaire fighting against a bigger billionaire oh, you're not the little guy <laughs> fucking stop <laughs> don't make a hashtag saying free Fortnite when you're your own reason for getting pulled because you wanted to be a dick fuck you yeah th- this is two heavyweights fighting it's not like Fortnite's uriah faber going to a heavyweight it's not the same these are two heavyweights battling it out. And, yeah, interesting, interesting, interesting. But Right, it's not Floyd Mayweather going against the big show, and they're Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> yes, Jim, thank you. Perfect but comparison. he punched him so many times. <laughs> I, I in words. That, in, that, in that real sport of wrestling, Jim. <laughs> it's goddamn real to me. It's still real to you. Uh, speaking of things we've been following up on, Jim, you posted here another thing from Twitter. Quick from our little follow-up here. Yeah, good old CD Project Red. Uh, we mentioned that some of their investors may be suing them. and Surprise, surprises. you're sued. Yeah, they've been sued. And this isn't like a class action from like pissed-off customers. Like This is from investors. Like uh, This is going to be... This can go really, really bad for CD Projekt Red. And I mean, so basically the long and short of it is, and this is coming to us from Slasher, uh, the lawsuit cites Cyberpunk's poor launch state on current-gen consoles, the removal from the PlayStation Store, the refund issued by CD Projekt Red, a bad look, and the misleading nature of all this. <laughs> Best of luck. Yeah. I, um... Although I'm not a fan of Sue Happy, I don't look at this as Sue Happy. There's legitimate gripes there. If you were an investor, I don't know what the numbers like. Do you know right now? Like, I, I think it sold, it sold a shitload. Pretty... I might be wrong, but I think it already sold like 13 million copies within its first month. Like, okay. I mean, it. The thing is, like, and Jim Sterling kind of mentioned this too. Like, it it was such a big and hype event that it wasn't going to not sell no matter what. But they still pulled the scummy moves of like only giving the pristine PC version to all the reviewers and stuff like that. And for saying that it's going to be impressively good on all the old consoles when, as it turns out, it's a it's a disaster. So, like, they hid a lot of shit, and they lied to... I mean, they basically lied out their ass. No, they, they definitely did, but here, here's... If I do play Devil's Advocate... As you do. It It is interesting that... I don't, I don't like anything that's, that CD Projekt Red did with this, how they handled it. We covered that last time. Yep. But let's say they turn around and I, I don't know what their budget was or what was invested. But let's say they double, tripled, whatever the number that they got. As an investor, do you really care about all that other or do you care about just getting your money back? I, th- I don't think any of the investors care about being gamers. 
I was going to say, do you think they actually care about gamers? Like, what what purpose, unless they were actually losing money, why would an investor be going out of their way to be suing these guys? I I guess, I think it just because, like, they're invested in the company. I mean, this is me not being a law or a finance in any form. But Mm -hmm. just from my general (laughs) guessing is being an investor in the company means that they have... Like they're basically owning stock in it. They're putting their money gotcha. towards the overall thing. And after the PlayStation debacle and being pulled and like all the bad press, their stock is tanked right now. So yeah. even though they had a huge sales push with the game, like their stock is still just being sold left and right. So the investors are probably taking a big hit. And you know, gotcha. And okay. in general, CD Projekt Red's really. They've kind of just been, I mean, I'm, I could be wrong, but I think they're really just like a one-hit wonder. Like, they have The Witcher 3. The Witcher, yeah. Like, Witcher, well, Witcher I mean, 1 and Witcher, 2 were like, they were like, no. 2 did okay, but 3 really, like, like was like, holy Like, that shit. was the crossover one. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, that makes more sense, because I forget in, in this world, sometimes the fake money outweighs the real money. Yeah. So, yeah, that, Okay. No, that puts in better perspective. Either way, like, if you're board members, investors, like, just get whoever fired because you think they mishandled it. But lawsuit, like, because if you hurt the company that you're still invested in, doesn't that hurt you down the line? Yeah, but it's also their way of being able to pull out and, you know, either mitigate losses or just force them to get their money back without having to deal with all the shit going forward. True. Okay. No, good point. So yeah, so yeah. Best we'll, uh, best of luck. This could be this could easily be a death knell for CD Projekt Red. Let's let's make no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I hope not, just because you know, uh, presumably they would have made a Witcher Four, and you know that is a great series. I know so many people love it, um, and I like seeing companies be able to go from being smaller to what they were able to build. I hate how they were handled, but it's like you don't have to get rid of the whole company. Like, there's probably a lot of people that work there, and I'd rather just see a few top guys get shifted around or removed than all the small people who were like it was their dream to be developers for this team. Yep, and as we all know, the little guy always takes the brunt of it in the end. Yep, 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 yep. Unfortunately, yep. But I'm. It's been like a month straight of talking about CD Projekt, right? little sick of it. So, Brian, let's talk about something that everyone loves. KFC. <laughs> As we bring back an old bit that we haven't done in a while on the podcast. Weird uh, gaming items. And for once, it's topical. Because... This is the weirdest. I mean, your biosensor video was weird enough. <laughs> Gorgeous video been, that no one watched. There's been plenty of weird things. But as you've all seen, and from everything we can tell, it's legit. The KF console uh, from Cooler Master. I fucking love this. It If you don't know what it is, you just pause the video or do whatever. Click the link below. Open it up in a new tab. But yes, it is a console that also has a built-in chicken chamber. And it's not a console, Brian. Of- it's a, it is a gaming paradise of a PC that is the tastier way to experience the latest titles in stunning 4K and 240 frames per second. Well, here's the deal. Here's what they say. At Cooler Master, we're wired different. We go way beyond the outside of the box to deliver cutting-edge performance with a touch of class. Our expert mod team, led by legendary Swedish craftsman Tim 
Tempele set about building this awesome beast and boy did he deliver. So using the natural heat of the PC parts, that keeps your chicken nice and crisp and hot while you play your games. Now, Jim, I'm not judging your past. Right. It's the patented chicken chamber. Is this not the, like, when other countries look at America and say, dear God, like you put, you made that sandwich that was the chicken. The double the down. chicken right, was right. the bun. Be respectful. Yeah. It's the double down. <laughs> you have the the thing from Wendy's, the, the Baconator. Like, we are known for being extreme. But dear God, Jim, do you not think this is a step too far to have a console that warms your chicken? Unnecessary? Yes. Fantastic? Also yes. Right. This, this, this could just prove that America is the greatest country in the world. Because where else? I mean, the, I was saying it earlier. The only thing that's missing from it is a Mountain Dew dispenser. It's the ultimate all-in-one yeah. gamer's machine. Well, here's my question. As a guy that is a collector and you do have... You've done videos. You've talked about keeping shit clean. Can you imagine having to keep, like, clean out chicken grease or whatever drippings that are going to be in your system? Like, oh, what's wrong with your system? Oh, fucking chicken grease. Like, I want to know what kind of, like, George Foreman, like, grease tray grill. Because from what I can tell, like, it's using the nat- I, like It's kind of genius using, like, the natural heat of a PC to keep your food warm. Yeah. I'm assuming it just keeps it warm. It doesn't cook it. For the love of God, don't put raw chicken into this thing and expect, like, some fine, crispy... You know that's going to be the first thing that happens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's where the first lawsuit's going to come from. But, I mean, it's... And, and the looks of it, like, they put, like, two... It, it looks like two original recipe, you know, chicken strips in there. So, yeah. it's not going to be holding a lot of chicken. But you give you a little... No, it's nice a little, small thing. It's a little tasty snack. But it's kind of cool looking because, like, they're touting, like, some pretty good specs... Some pretty nice-looking solid-state drives in there. And apparently a hot-swappable GPU slot so you can just easily keep upgrading your fucking chicken PC. Jim, can I ask you, you've done amazing with our social media. You keep up our Patreon. Can I ask you to rally and campaign with any supporters we have on Twitter that we get a sample of this thing sent to us? Because I don't know what the price point is. They haven't announced I, it yet, but God, I know, I know you want this. I really do. But you know, it's not anything less than four hundred, at least. Oh, at, I'm expecting I'm saying, this to be a thousand, at least. You think a thousand? Well, yeah, like you said, it does have impressive performance, but like, like you're not getting like the newest GTX, like you know, core in there. I think it's using like an all-in-one like Core i9. So, like, I doubt it's going to be like them saying 4K 240 frames per second, like. It's a tall order. Like, you need some yeah. pretty beastly shit for that. So, I don't think, like, an all-in-one on a chip kind of thing is going to be able to pull that off. But from what I heard from, like, you know, friends who know what they're talking about with PC shit, they're like, it actually has pretty good specs. So, like, I've never... <laughs> I just can't believe I've it. never been a console. I've never been a PC gamer. But <clears throat> if anything... Now would, you will. If anything would bring me in, please, KFC, I beg of you. I've eaten so many famous bowls and snackers that I should have stock in the company. At least send me one of these. It's um, it's a new era, Jim. And here's the deal. It's a better era. We need to figure out a way to have reverse cooling, the same idea for a beer cooler attached to your console. I'm not sure how. It will be a cooler built in that will also 
cool down your system or computer, but we got to do that too. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have like freon injectors into a PC. Yeah, we got to figure this out. We need to we need to hire our smart people. We know. Yeah, this is a it's a new frontier. It's a very gimmicky thing. Do you think there it's a just a limited like they make twenty thousand units or ten thousand units? Like I bet this will be easier to get than anything by like fucking analog. So you know what? There's probably I would bet. Like I don't think it's gonna have a huge production run unless there's like a crazy pre order for it. But yeah. I don't know, man. Just for the gimmick of it alone. Like, I fucking love this. Realistically, what would you be willing to pay for this? Willing to pay. <sighs> I, You know what? I think if it was like 500 Let's put it this way. What if you found out this does legit play like modern games? Or at least modern up until when it's released. Pretty damn well. So you could almost argue whether you use a chicken piece or not. <laughs> Oh, it's I a will. way to play games. Like, then how are you just, what would you justify a price at? I mean, if it can play that, it'll be more than 500. Ooh, pardon me. Like, I would, like if it's beastly enough, like, I wouldn't mind having an upgrade to, like, a, just a computer upgrade in general that's more powerful <laughs> just for doing shit for the site. Because, like, I've learned, <laughs> a, I've learned a hard some... way that, like, my laptop, like, it's okay, but... Like unless I'm record, like when I do my let's plays, I have to use my Retron. Like I can't yep. use my, uh, like my Retro Tank using Zoom and shit like that, or OBS and crap like that at the same time, because yep. it just it overclocks my my laptop. So yeah, like if I had something stronger just in general, and I can have some delicious original recipe chicken at the same time while I'm doing it, it seems like a match <laughs> made in heaven to me. Oh, Jim, I uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Please, in the comments, let us know what you guys think. Spread I, the I, word. Spread the Patreon. Jim needs his KF console. I still was like, this this is fake, Jim. And he's like, nope, it's definitely real. And and the funny thing is, like, you still see the daily tweet of people going, holy shit, I thought this was fake. It's go- It's been going for like two weeks now. I swear to now. God. Like, the picture, everything, even though, like, I swear. I Here's the deal. I won't believe it's going to. I and whole just like polymegas and all that shit not believing it's coming out until i see it come out yeah i i can agree with you on that and when i see the commercials and kfc's like if you buy the five dollar bucket you might have a chance to get I will, this console do you know how many goddamn <laughs> You're boxes gonna buy so much kfc do you know how many boxes from taco bell that i've bought over the years trying to win like trying to win things yep <laughs> <laughs> or the Doritos or Mountain Dew. It's like, when I have 360 or when I have Xbox One. And that's before they raped the friggin' menu of all their great stuff that, like, was my favorites. You just like the weird stuff. They We've been over this. I know, but you were an outsider with some of those things. What, the, what, the, the quesarito and the grillers, those were fantastic. They took away the potatoes, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, a taco place taking away the potatoes. What a shocker. Hey. <laughs> Potatoes were good. Yeah, because because you know Mexico is known for their potatoes. They Jim. are, Brian. <laughs> it, it's been said uh, that Mexico is the Idaho of Central America, so they know their potatoes. You know, what? I don't think they've ever said that. Right, I think you can look I at any book and Central, you'll see it. I believe in Central America they use yuca, Jim. So I'm, I'm going to say they don't use potatoes. Yeah, yuca's a potato. So there you go. It's not. <laughs> well, I tried. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, let's move on to my favorite topic and one I've enjoyed more and more, especially because I put Jim on the line every week. Yep. That's and this one is no different. Um, 
I'll preface this with saying I don't know if it's an exact. There's a lot of research I did that seems to indicate this is directly inspired. But you gotta like the melody won't be one thousand percent. That's all. I'm gonna give you that hint. Okay. But when you hear it, this is a game you know like the back of your hand. Now, great. You've grown up with, and that's all I'm gonna say. So <clears throat> while Jim starts going toward going and opening up the link, uh, if you are directed down to our links below, uh, this is from Faith No More. We care a lot. All right, let's see here. Oh, Brian inspired State Farm. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. Not the ad. You, you goofy tits. <laughs> Anything coming to mind? Not yet. It's keep him. It does sound familiar, but oh. yes, I told you it, it, this one. It, I've from what I've read, there's enough to support it. The melody's a little bit off. Now I put the actual song right below it. But before you click it, I want you to really think: Is it like? Is there something scrambling in your mind? Like this kind of sounds familiar. Uh, yeah, you know, that's not Mike Patton. Who the hell do they have singing with them on this one? But, yeah. Um, All right, now click the link below because you'll probably go, son of a bitch. Okay, let me see here. Let me see here. Let me see here. Let me see here. Oh. Listen to the to the actual beat. All right. All right. So I, the, I can so the, see it, but here's my argument. That is a very simple beat. Oh, it's a very simple beat. So for those of you listening, if you haven't able to click the link, um, Faith No More, We Care A Lot, the The general beat is similar to GoldenEye, Frigate. Uh, if you listen to that music, it's that boom, 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 boom. Yeah, it's definitely I, more up tempo in the GoldenEye version, but it, that, it's very much more up tempo. They add more shit in, but like I said, from multiple sort, like they seem to indicate, like, hey, this is pretty damn. Like, there's some other technical terms I used. I listened to it and I said, I can see it. It wasn't a hundred percent match, but I could definitely once again, like a lot of these we've done. Could I see someone who's sitting there, happens to be a fan of Faith No More, hears it and goes. You know what? I could do a little twist on this. Oh, it's very possible. Or that could just be a beat that was stuck in their head. Like, again, like me being a drummer, like that doom, 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 doom. Like, that is basic. Like, you can throw that in the, like, not to say that I'm anything special, because I'm not. Jim, are you just saying you're a basic bitch? Oh, I'm an extremely basic bitch. But, like, I think <laughs> I've used that beat in at least, like, half the songs I've ever done. So, like, yeah, that like that's a really basic beat. So what you're saying is you stole off of Faith No More? What I'm saying is I inspired <laughs> GoldenEye, Brian. <laughs> so you're not you're not wholly convinced it's a... I'm not wholly convinced just because of how basic a beat it is. Like, the, the, yeah. the, like I, it's like, yeah, it's a it's the same beat. It's just, you know, a little more sped up for the GoldenEye version. But, I like, you could throw, 
you could throw that beat on a lot of stuff and you could be like, oh, well, that got taken from Faith No More. I'm sure Faith No More's drummer took that beat from a thousand other songs. So I'm not convinced on this one. Okay. Like you said, listen for yourselves. The two links are going to be below. What do you guys think? Uh, this isn't as much of a home run as the Street to Rage one was last week. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I'm trying to throw you ones that you might actually know, Jim. Yeah, but no, I'm actually like, I'm, I'm actually like, when you gave it to me, I was like, when I clicked the link, I was like, frig it, really? And then once I listened to it, I was like, oh, okay, I see it now. But yeah, 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 yeah. I, I still say it's a little too generic to be a, uh, to be like, oh, that's where it came from. Gotcha. All right. All right. So this week we pushed aside doing our other, which is better, overrated, underrated, because we got a bigger topic. Um, We've done this in the past, and we meant to do updates, and we kind of did, but we, you know, slacked off a little bit. Um, We were going to do it on a yearly basis if it warranted it, and it's been four years. So we wanted to go over our top 20 favorite games. And, you know, when we even did 2016, that was the first year we did it, to 2017, we did update our list. And Jim actually had a lot more updated than I did like to the point where I the reason we didn't do it is because I had like two games where I was like uh, I don't know right Jim had like 10 new updates so I can only imagine now this is 2020 fuck how different is Jim's list looking um and to keep to give Jim a little bit of a uh, little bit of a mercy here we'll do our best to keep the order but, like, if even if it's not perfect, you can kind of say, like, hey, I know this one, I'll call it 20, but it might be 15 to 20 or something like that. Right. So it, it killed me to do this, by the way. Damn. Like, I, I was going back through. Fuck. You're making me do this in real time? God damn. Well, I sent you the link earlier when I said I updated the topic. Yeah, but I didn't think to look at the, the drive, like, the actual, like, document to see that, like, you updated it. <laughs> I just saw you put down top 20 update. I was like, okay, I guess we'll just throw a couple more games in there. I know you did the whole All right. thing. So since Jim is going to be updating now, I'll go through my list. And we'll keep it fairly short because a lot of them are repeats. And if they're repeats, I'll just say. But if it's new, I'll explain why. Um, <clears throat> so for me, I'm going to start from 20, go down. Number 20, South Park Stick of Truth. Still the funniest game I've played. And even though Fractured Butthole was all well and good, that game just introduced me to something new that I really loved. So that was the same as previous. Number 19, XCOM Enemy Unknown. Same deal. I've loved tactical-based turn-style games, but not as much as this. The permadeath system, the way that game worked out, I just really loved it. I previously had... Excuse me. I had that number 17, so I moved it down a little bit. Number 18, I went with Until Dawn, the game that was one of the big drivers for why I got a PS4. It was, uh, a lot of people don't like the whole cinematic game where you're like basically playing through a movie, but the music, the graphics, and the decision-making tree with that game, I loved it all. It was an experience that like I don't forget for gaming, and experiences in gaming are what really drive me to add these to my list. Number 17, speaking of experiences, never had this on my list previously, but PUBG. I can't deny it. It's a glitchy, terribly balanced 
tons of issue game, but the amount of fun, Jim, me, my buddy Eric, our buddy Chris, we've had over the past three, four years with that game, and the inspiration for all the Battle Royale craze, there's no doubt that I still enjoy going back to that one. And it's just undeniably fun. Like, you you fall in love with the goofiness that is that game. Like, landing and falling into a couch or not being able to find a weapon. There's It's a charm to that game that I can't describe. Uh, number 16. <clears throat> this one is really high up on Jim's list. But Streets of Rage 2. Still favorite beat-em-up out there. There's really nothing to say. Soundtrack is legendary. It's always never been a question of if this is going to be on my list. It's just where is it going to be on my list. Um, number 15, a new addition uh, for my list in general. I've talked enough about this game, but Hellblade. Uh, <clears throat> I mentioned with Until Dawn, experiences in game are something that drive me. And that game, you talk graphics, you talk sound, and you just talk... I've never played a game that you had to incorporate using your headphones so much. Like, the game is unplayable if you don't have a really good sound system. And um, it's so creepy, and the whole game is about being, uh, like, dealing with psychosis, demons, and it's set in this really crazy, like, action puzzle adventure. It's not a super long game. The story you're going to get really sucked into if you like stories in games. And that one is just one of the most unique I've played. So I had to add that. Number 14, Duke Nukem 3D. I don't care what anyone says. Back in the PC days, early PC days, I loved Duke Nukem 3D over Doom. There was better humor. There was virtual boobies of strippers that you can tip. Yeah. And the weapons were better. Like, the fact that you could shrink guys and stomp on them. Um, the mines. The There's just... I liked that game always a lot better. And Duke is, like, the ultimate dickhead. So, there was something I liked when I was a kid about that. Number 13. Gran Turismo 2. It's my favorite racing game. Simulation style. It's that's pure nostalgia for me. Many games have been better than that in the Gran Turismo series, but that's the one I grew up with, and I spent way too many hours. Number twelve, we have the Resident Evil Two remake, which is a new addition, and it actually replaced the original Resident Evil Two. I love me the original Resident Evil Two, but the remake, my God, like it just amped up the difficulty in zombies and it gave resident evil even though resident evil 7 did some things for the series resident evil 2 breathed a whole new life back into the whole genre and now it's given like life to resident evil 3 remake they're talking about code veronica they're making a whole bunch of more games for a series that was on its decline really hard that game turned it all around and it really is an excellent game Number 11, Super Contra 3, Alien Wars, my favorite shooter. Uh, <clears throat> this is strictly because I grew up with it, but even playing it today, it's, to me, the best shooter you can play. It's fun. It's got a lot of different variety between a few different levels, and it's just one I always go back to. Speaking of going back to, and since I was a kid, number 10, <clears throat> Super Castlevania 4, my favorite of the Castlevania games. 
I always go back and forth between this and a few others, but I every year, almost religiously, I play this game. Uh, the ability to control Simon Belmont, the ability to move your whip in all different directions, like all the different things you can do, that game just nailed the control better than any other Castlevania game. And the sound, the graphics, like for the time, it's one of my favorite soundtracks on a Super NES. Number nine, another new addition, and I put it pretty high up here, <clears throat> Dead by Daylight. It's no secret, I'm a huge horror fan, and that game has managed to get some of the biggest names in horror, including Michael Myers, uh, <clears throat> Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Freddy Krueger, Ghostface from the Scream series, the Demigorgons, like, they, they're able to get these major motion picture villains and it's an asymmetrical game, a lot of strategy, and it's so much fun when you are doing well. But it's also terribly frustrating when you're doing bad. I've just been able to string together a lot of luck and do pretty well. So, had to add it. Number 8, Mortal Kombat 10. I still put XL because that's the one that includes all the DLC. I mean, between having the Alien, Predator, all the DLC, I did like 11. 10 was just a little better to me. And 9 still has my favorite storyline. But 10 just added a little bit more that I liked. So that's why it gets a nod to me. Best fighting game ever. Number 7. Now I put Total War games, Rome or Medieval. To me, they're completely interchangeable. Especially because for both games I have so many mods. It's really those earlier styles of that game. I love strategy games. I love games that are global down to controlling fights at a very local level and the strategy in those games i've always been obsessed with that so i always knew it would be on this list number six fallout 4 still my favorite fallout from the bethesda series i am enjoying 76 but <clears throat> four is just more flushed out and better in general number five i always have a spot here for call of duty it's just a matter of which one i'm going to pick I still probably have Black Ops 2 as my favorite overall, just because of the game modes and how it played. Um, for me, a Call of Duty to be the best is going to have to have Zombies mode. has to have some of the more fun, like, kill streaks I enjoy, weapons. I I definitely consider the newest Call of Duty because it has Warzone and it plays really well, but I'm not there yet with it, so it can't make the list. Number four, Age of Empires 2 slash Age of Mythology run off the same engine, just a little different. Uh, from RTS games, I was inspired to play these games from my uncle way, 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 way back when. And I've been just a diehard RTS fan, especially of specific games where I like these games. Like, I don't like StarCraft because those are competitive RTS games. I like RTS games that are more focused on you can have more fun doing it single player. So, always love those. Number three, Left 4 Dead 2. Still the best multiplayer co-op game for my money. Number two, Skyrim. Uh, the best RPG I've ever played. And I still go back and play it. And number one, my Resident Evil Director's Cut slash Resident Evil 1 Remake. I Honestly, they are as tied as it can be. If I had to pick one, I'd probably go Remake. But 
Uh, I've said it multiple times on the site. My favorite game by far. Uh, introduced me to horror, a different way of enjoying video games, and there's really nothing more I can say about it. It's just an amazing game. Yeah, and not a shock there to see it. And it is an amazing game, so. Yeah. No, it makes perfect sense. And, yeah, kept a lot of things, but it was cool seeing, like, you know, the Dead by Daylights and the Hellblades and stuff like that. It's cool to see, or especially PUBG, which doesn't really come as a shock, but. Yeah. Jim, now did you see, so underneath my list I had mentioned, I, I kind of wanted to put Friday the 13th, but I couldn't pull the trigger on putting that in there. And I did want, like, No Mercy or SmackDown. But honestly, I, I it's been so long since I played wrestling games that it's the only reason why I don't put them on there. Alien Isolation and Doom Eternal I have down there, too. But, yeah. Any shockers for you, though, from my list? I think I would still say probably Hellblade. Like, it's shocking to see just how big. Even more so maybe Dead by Daylight to see how, like, high up on the list it is. Yeah, you so do, that you do is... love you your like asymmetrical games and shit like that. You know what it is? I find myself whenever I go through my list, like you mentioned, if you go through and you play a game and you're like, oh, what's a game I can play quickly? I know a game like <clears throat> one of those games can take ten to fifteen minutes, not really much more. I'll tend to go towards that over Call of Duties or stuff because even if I lose really bad, I generally think the community's better. And they work better together, especially if you're a survivor. If you're a killer, you never get more hate than than the community of that game, yeah. because they assume you're cheating or this or that. But yeah, it's uh, that's my go-to man, and it's really just probably because of the horror element. Yeah, I mean, which is as we all know, right up your alley. So yeah, yeah. It makes sense. All right, so did it on the fly, but. Let's do this list. So, for me, number 20, still, I still can't kick it off the list just because of how much time I put in into it over my lifetime. And it might have gotten a boot if I didn't make my uh, video about my favorite songs from my childhood. Because it's the first time I popped this in in a while. And then I wound up sticking <clears> with <throat> it for like, you know, like a week or so. And I was like, damn, I do love this game. So, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duels of the Roses. Still in there. Shocked it, it's still there. It plays nothing like the actual card game, but if you want an approachable, a very bare bones and approachable <laughs> way to Yu-Gi-Oh, it's the way to do it. 19, uh, Pokemon Red. I've only played some of the Pokemon games, but for as obsessed with both that game and with Go as I still am, like if I never played Red, I wouldn't care about Go and it wouldn't still be taking up as much of my time as it does. So, like... Like, Soul Silver has all of Kanto in it as well. So, if you want to play, you know, a more fleshed out version of Red, play Soul Silver, but, or just Silver in general. But Red has my nostalgia babies in there. Yeah, it looked like you always know you want a, a Pokemon game. It yeah. seems like you just fluctuate on which one and where it's located. Yeah, like, Soul Silver is probably the better one to put in here, but nostalgia won today. So, Red's in there. So, next up, uh, Halo 3, which was never Ooh. on any of the other lists. That's shocking. Yeah, it's shocking to me that it was never on any of my other lists, but, like, when I just think back, like, it's probably my favorite, like, I, if you had to, like, gun to my head, like, my favorite campaign from Halo, I would say ODST, but I think, like, overall Halo is my, like, overall favorite Halo in terms of, like, not only all the time I put into it, playing a story by myself, playing with friends, playing online, it's that whole gamut of, like, the entire Halo experience. I can say I probably had, like, the most overall tops with Halo 3. 
Okay. And then next up's going to be Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Um, just another one that I put so much time into. I really do miss that series of games. Um, when I did that little quick response video and I like plopped it in for a little bit, I was like, fuck, I miss these goddamn games. Like, just give me, <laughs> give me a fun, more arcadey third person dogfight game. Like, I don't need anything as complex as like, as uh, squadrons and shit like that. Just give me, give me another that, squadron. Is that the new game? That's the new one. Yeah. <clears throat> You don't have any interest in trying that out? No, I do want to try it out, and I think it's on Game Pass. Maybe it got taken off by now, but I do want to try it out. But, like, when I was looking at, like, clips of it and stuff like that, it's more in line with, like, X-Wing TIE Fighter, which is cool. But, like, I want Rogue Squadron. Give me a little bit simpler. Gotcha. Uh, Next up, a game I never shut out about, Shadowrun the Genesis. Um, It dropped a lot from other years. yeah. (laughs) Mainly for the fact that, like, I can't go back to it as much. Like, I can go back to it every couple years and have fun with it, but, like, as far as the actual story goes, and it is an RPG, so story's important, and, like, the set pieces, I've seen it all enough times. But it's still probably, like, one of my favorite, you know, it it was, like, my gateway drug to, like, any kind of RPG game. Has that, has the fact that we did the reviews on it also hurt it? Probably because you have played it so recently, whereas before you were fueled by pure nostalgia? Probably, yeah. Okay. So, next up, Tekken Tag. Kind of around the same spot it was before that it's always been. It's one of my favorite <clears throat> fighting games out there. It's not my favorite. Everyone's going to know what mine is. But, like, for anything not, uh, what do you call it, Street Fighter, like Tekken Tag, it's still my favorite fighting game. Like, outside of that. So, next up, Fallout 3. In the same spot it was in 2017. Um, just because, like, that's the game that got me back into RPGs when I had my phase in the early 2010s. <laughs> And even though I still think New Vegas is a better game, like, if I'm going to go back to one of these games, Fallout 3 just has, like, the environment, like, between, like, this, Oblivion, Skyrim, Fallout 3. I still haven't played 4, but, like, I I, would probably play 4 before any of them if I was going to go back to it. But for the ones I've already played, like, Fallout 3 just has, like, the setting and the set pieces that I would want to relive again. Yeah, and that's that sh- always shocked me. I think every time we talk about this, because I always expect you to put... Because you had New Vegas the first year we did this. Yeah. And then you switched to three, and that shocked me, because you've talked up New Vegas more than any other Fallout. Yeah, and I, I still say it's a better game, but as far as like a thing to revisit and to like not put a huge amount of investment into, Fallout 3 would be a more fun time. Gotcha. So, next up. Bit of a cop-out, but... Tetris 3 and, or no, Tetris slash Tetris 99. Because, like, 99, and I haven't played Effect, but, like, to me, like, 99 is kind of, like, the culmination of, like, all the good parts of Tetris, like, kind of thrown together. And then you throw in the Battle Royale element to it as well, and that just makes it even, like, that one step further of fun. Yeah. Even though it endlessly frustrates me, and even though I still haven't fucking beating it yet, <laughs> I still think, like, if I had to pick a version of Tetris that, like, I would go to, it would be 99 just for, like, that extra level of intensity. Gotcha. And not like and not just being mad at like computer bullshit. I can be mad at goddamn some guy from Japan just being better than me. So. Why does he gotta be from Japan, Jim? Because it's always someone from Japan who beats me. You Brian, t- you tell me it can't be someone from Slovenia. Brian, the Slavs <laughs> don't have a chance against me in Tetris. All right, I don't care if it came from around there. It's the goddamn Japanese who have my number. If I look, there's been plenty of times where I can't read the goddamn name that beat me, but it always looks the goddamn same, and that's what it is. Man, this next one. Yeah, I mean, it took a hit from... It wasn't on the 2016 one that I really loved, found my love for it in 2017. Still love me some goddamn River Raid. One of the most important games I've ever played. 
but <laughs> I, I, I love the game, but it had it had to drop. Just realistically, it had to drop the way it did. It's literally, and I don't want to be crude here, it's the hot chick that you're like, oh, man. She's like, whoa. And that was your list in 2017. You put it at number three. I, I blew my load a little bit there. You blew, blew your load. And then you realized, oh, there's no personality behind this. And it just dropped drastically. So my prediction is eventually it gets to that number 20 spot or it gets off the list next time. <laughs> it won't be off the list, but it remains to be seen where it lands. Yeah. But I've actually probably played River Raid. I've been playing it consistently, though, since then. So I think it's at a fair spot for me. This next one, I don't know how, has never been on your list pre- previously. I'm, I'm actually, you know what, you know what it is for me. Like, again, it's another one that like I rediscovered when I was putting that one childhood list together. Okay. And like, I forgot just how much goddamn time I put into this. Hot Shots Golf Three, and like, I'm looking at my other list previous, and there's a lot of flavor of the year games on there for me. <clears throat> but like, yeah. this game, like the amount of time, and like in my prime, the way that like I really had mastered it. Like, like I and it has that like family connection to it as well because I always played it with my dad like so many friggin' hours, mm-hmm. and just the fact that it like I, I love my golf games and it's still my favorite golf game of all time. So it might be a little high, but I, I st- like Hot Shots Golf Three has to be on here. Gotcha. And next up, moving up a few slots, Twisted Metal Two because I always flip flop between this and Black is my favorite, but Two's always been the one that's won out on these lists and it wins again. So yeah. I, I just I just love these old school the old school twisted metal games. Yeah, they were great. Yep. And next up, the original Black Ops. It's still nope, my favorite. That's not your next up. What? Oh yeah, I did miss that because you yeah, threw me off. Yeah, next up, Rocket League. It, it's it, it's it's too perfect. It's too perfect of a pick up and play game, which is just what it's what I need at this point. And I definitely need to have a newer game in there. So if there's going to be any other game from like the last like five years that was going to make this list, it's going to be it's going to be Rocket League. I've just put so much time into it. Interesting. Yeah. That, okay. Yeah. It's 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 old faithful, Brian. It's old faithful. Uh, Next, <laughs> Jim, if we play together and I start whooping you in it, is it going to drop some points? You probably will because you always do. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't care. <laughs> Beta games. Big whoop. I don't know. If I'm, if I'm old. Okay. Next up, <laughs> Call of Duty Black Ops. So it's it's always been my favorite Call of Duty, and yeah. Call of Duty is still just that consistent series for me. So my favorite's always going to be in there. That's going to be the one to get it. Next up. For nostalgia, I still go back to it at least a couple times a year. The original Sonic the Hedgehog. It's another one of those old faithfuls. It's the one I still like the most because I like the music in it the most. Even though it's probably not the best gameplay-wise. That's what I was going to say because like, we know Sonic 2 is better. But I was going to say, is the driver for going back to Sonic 1 just the soundtrack at this point? For the most part, it's the soundtrack. I have more nostalgia with it than it is the soundtrack. Yeah. Makes sense. And, and, and you know what? Like... At this point, like, I'm not really, like, if I'm going to pop in Sonic, I really, I'm not looking for a challenge. I'm looking to just enjoy Sonic. So, like, this is the one I can almost beat with my eyes closed. Like, Gotcha. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So, next up, and Ooh. I'm shocked that this never made any of the other lists. No, it made your a, 2016 list. Did it? Yeah, it was number 10. Oh, 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 yeah, it is. I'll be damned. But, yeah, somehow it got kicked off the 2017 list, but it's another one of those ones. Guitar Hero 2. 
It's my favorite of the Guitar Hero games, and you know more than anyone how Guitar Hero <clears throat> ruled my life for a good chunk of years. So. so here's where I get confused. Obviously, I know Guitar Hero and all of those. I th- See, I would assume, especially you being the drummer, you would have liked Rock Band better. You know what? I never liked the interface as much in Rock Band. Hmm. Because because you like Rock Band is a better series. Like it had the like the games always came with way better game, way better songs. The um, the the digital stores were way more fair and selective and like just better in general with yeah. Rock Band. And yeah, it was the first one to have the drums, but it was like the drum set better in Guitar Hero. Okay. So you would probably think that like I put like World Tour up there, which was the first one, the, the one I had at the apartment. Okay. But just two, just like that has the song listing that like that's my favorite song. That's your favorite song. Is yeah. that the one with uh, Freebird? Yes, it is. <laughs> and what, what was this? I know you hated that song just because of how long it was. But what was the uh, the one we would always torture you with? Like after you were really drunk and say play it on hardest. Like what was the hardest song on that game? Oh fuck me. Um, what was I, the one you would make? I, me pl- oh, oh, was it Ace of Spades? Oh, that, that was World Tour. That was okay. me too. Yeah. And I, you would make me play that on drums, and I would just be like, oh, my God, my feet, stop. I, the only thing I regret is that we you didn't have whichever or game. Or Everlong. Had. You would make me do Everlong too. Yeah. But which game had Dragon Force? That was three. Yeah, because I just regret not making you do that more drums. Oh, I would have failed in the beginning. <laughs> I, I never had the skill. Like The only time I ever finished that song was going one-on-one against another guy, and I'd always lose. But, like... <laughs> yeah, I, I never had that skill where, like, to do the finger tapping where, like, people would, like, hit the strum once with their elbow and just finger tap the entire intro. I'd always lose there. <laughs> Sounds like my high school days. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> Next up, StarCraft II. Um Old Faithful for you? Old Faithful. StarCraft has always been my favorite RTS. Everyone knows how much I love StarCraft. StarCraft 2 is better than the old ones for me, so StarCraft 2 gets it. Nice. And then the rest of them are the ones that are just always there. So Mario Kart 64, Super Street Fighter 2, Streets of Rage 2, and at number one, once again, Star Fox 64. I like it. Can one, I... and, one, of, one of two have never changed. What do you call it? Mario Kart and, StarCraft, and Super Street Fighter and StarCraft, you know, they're always in the top fives, basically. Yeah, your it's top it. five is fairly consistent it's pretty it's actually it's it's very consistent i'll say that but it's funny man your list shifted like the first thing i looked at is one you don't have a single wrestling especially your no mercy like you 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 know know every time i go back to it i just get mad at it because i forget how hard it is like i have to be playing it a lot and at this point like my nostalgia for it's waned off enough to like the bullshit of like playing a single player, just like I still have fun with it, but it just frustrates me too much. But uh, but like it's funny because the same idea you put into a lot of these games, where like like you know, okay, Shadow Run's a good example. You that got you into RPGs, but you realize like there's nothing more to go back to, and you right. arguably probably put just as much time in it, No Mercy, if not more. Probably if no, probably more time to be honest with you. But I don't know, just. I think, like, Shadowrun in general on, like, me as a gamer left a bigger impact. Okay. And Ocarina of Time, I know that was a... I mean, from the original list, I mean, I know you've talked about it. It's your favorite Zelda game, but... I, yeah. I'll be honest, that one you don't talk about as yeah, much. Yeah, I don't. And you know what? Being the internet guy, I'm kind of <laughs> fucking sick of Zelda. You're over it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. But, man, you, uh... 
you totally disrespected the Resident Evil. You had it on both, for and you don't have a single horror game. That's shocking. Yeah, I mean, I probably, if I was going to put it anywhere, I'd probably boot out Pokemon Red and put in Resident Evil Director's Cut if I had to pick one. Yeah. That's what, I, I'd still leave Yu-Gi-Oh! I, I'm, I'm still shocked you threw Halo in after not having it on before. I, I'm shocked that I forgot to put Halo on, to be honest with you. Huh. I was like, man, for his, like, I mean, Halo was just like, that was a good, like, that was a 10-year chunk of my life, basically. Yeah. So, like, Halo has to be on there, even though, like, I don't, I, I mean, I don't go back to it. I barely go back to it anymore. But yeah. Halo 3 really was, like, that special time for, like, for me, basically. Yeah, and you, no more Splatterhouse for you? Yeah, that was more. I, I then that, that was because you were playing the shit out of it because you had you had just gotten the Turbo Graphics. Yeah, that was a that was more of a flavor of the uh, a flavor thing. I still love it. I still go back to that like once a year at least. But I don't think it deserved to be on the list. So looking at your original list, the one that's still well Contra too. I'm I'm kind of shocked. Con- had- Contra I had on there at first as I was typing this up, and then I took it off for Halo basically. And. Uh, the <laughs> legendary axe two. You know what? I actually just played that a, like a week or two ago, and I was like, "Man, I really do like this game," but I don't have nearly the investment in it for it to be on a list like this. Yeah. So those were your flavors. You were just recently playing in. You're like, "Oh, let me put this on here." Yeah, kind of like that. No, it makes sense, and it's funny because I'm looking back at, at my list too. It's funny. Neither of us now currently have any of the Super Smash games on there. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, just for me, the biggest shock for you is just getting rid of Resident Evil and, uh, No Mercy. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're strong contenders. You could probably put them in with a lot of the things at the bottom. And you never liked Left 4 Dead 2. I see, I thought you really liked Left 4 Dead 2. I did like Left 4 Dead 2, but I don't, I don't know. Just never, never was enough as a. <laughs> is it because you could it. never play as a tank well? <laughs> Jim, you're in a tank. Just get one person down. <laughs> no, it's a fucking waste on me. Jim was it always, always was. So what's great is if anyone knows Jim, whether it's video games, board games, whatever, if there's like a big character that like everybody else wants to play as, Jim automatically gets do not, pissed off. Do not give it to me. Yeah, Jim is like, because Jim, would you say it's more a combo of? You're fearful of the fact that you may do nothing or like you don't want the pressure of trying to exceed someone's expectations. It starts as excitement that turns into one or two sessions of disappointment that turns into the anxiety of constantly disappointing everyone after the fact. So when I have good old good old Kruggy in uh in Hero Escape yep. or or the tank in Left For Dead, it was just like, No, this is a waste on me. Don't do yeah. it. You never liked, I mean, board games, uh, video games. Yeah, if there was the big character, you never liked it. You always got mad. <laughs> You'd always be like, I, I, I'm going to fucking lose. I'm going to fucking lose. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to kill anyone with this. I'm, this is where I lose. This is too many points. It's too much pressure. I can't, I can't do it. The goddamn part. <laughs> That's why you need the Barry Horowitz of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Jim's like don't. Right there. Jim's like don't give me Undertaker. I'm not gonna do nothing with him. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna be. Don't give me Stone Cold. Don't give me Taker. Give me, give me Crash Holly. Give well, me that, Jim. And that's why it makes sense that when we played Street Rage Two, I was Max. You got it. You know, I had to take care of the big boy. Max, <laughs> notwithstanding, you stole him from me. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's what I needed. Anything from your own list that kind of shocked you that you like added in that you were like amazed that made it this year? Not not ones that you thought were missed, but is there any like not having Tetris previously or throwing in like I guess Halo would probably be the biggest shocker. Both Halo and like, Halo is probably the biggest shocker that I was like like Guitar Hero might be a little high, but I was just putting it for like <clears throat> how much of an you know the investment in my life I had it. Yeah. But I think Halo not being on there before was the biggest shock to me. I was like, man, I never put Halo on here. No shit. Yeah. yeah. I always enjoy doing this because it, it is a nice, like, taking inventory of the games that mean the most to you. It's a weird combination of the nostalgia, of what's fun, of what's current. And, you know, it's easy to make lists, but... Like Jim and I, I feel like your top five should generally, at a certain point in your life, they, they need to be cemented. And they should be cemented by nostalgia, ultimately. Um, there should just be movement, I feel like, for some some spots. Like, I throw in my couple, Jim threw in his. But either way, let us know. Throw out your list below. Let us know what you guys think. Um, once again, we really want to say... We truly, truly appreciate all the support this year. We know it's been a shit year. But, uh, you know, as Jim and I said, we have some more content coming out for you next year. We hope you have a safe New Year's. Get drunk. Hopefully stay safe. Um, Jim, how did that beer treat you? Or did you move on to something else? No, it's only, I had two of these guys during <clears throat> the course of this. Could have done more, but I have work tomorrow. So, so do I. Yeah. No, it's no very tasty, and like I said, if Mad Elf is a little too much for you, give this a shot. It's very well balanced, um, and ten percent alcohol. So nice. I, I mean, I'm feeling good right now. Yeah, this uh, double Blizzard, same deal. Strong alcohol. It tastes really good. Um, it just it can get a bit tart and citrusy by the time like I'm on my second can, and they're the bigger cans. It's not the normal size cans. Yeah, the powders. So, yeah, the citrus tends, like any beer too much citrus, tends to weigh a little heavier on me. But still, really delicious. You should definitely give it a try. And with that, guys, we want to say, um, please make sure, if you haven't already, subscribe to us on iTunes, you, I, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Please make sure. Try fix, fix Stitcher. Fuck Stitcher. I, I don't know what to do about Stitcher anymore. I've given up on that. Fix, fix the two people who probably downloaded this on there. Jim, I'm going to just move us all to Google Play. Because that's, that's what everyone uses. Because that's where Fortnite's going. <laughs> where Fortnite fails, we prevail. Um, but yeah, no. Make sure, if you can, give us a five-star rating in iTunes. Even if you want to bash us in the comments, just give us the rating. It would really mean a lot. It would support us. Please just go over. Do that. And until next year, guys, we want to say thank you and cheers. Cheers, guys.